0: intro for miss madness if i might say so huh A lot of-
1: i like the it
0: all sorts of hair. shit happening in there.
1: It makes you feel badass <laughs> <Yeah>. so
0: we <laughs> to into another edition of laugh lend and eat madness where we uh go down different rants and raves that uh, madison has and, and we figure out what's going on in her world but on this episode she's brought three of her friends on here um They're called the Real Realtors of New Jersey because they're all in New Jersey. I was just giving a lesson on New Jersey. There's no such thing, by the way. If I offend anybody, it's their fault, not mine. But there is no central New Jersey I just found out. So sorry, people who live in the middle of New Jersey, you got to pick north or south, right? North or
2: south, that's it.
0: East or west? Is there like an eastern jersey? Mm -hmm. Not that
3: no. I know, of. no. <laughs> Not what? that we're aware of. Yeah,
0: <laughs> like Western Jersey is like Pennsylvania, right?
4: <laughs> that way it works. Well, west of here is Pennsylvania. Yeah, Western yeah. North that's North just North Pennsylvania. North. Pennsylvania.
0: Leave them out there.
3: Kind of, <laughs> kind of, a, kind of, of a
0: coincidence there. that that yeah. happened yeah. that way, right? Okay. Now you guys like Wawa's up there in Jersey, right? Wawa's a big one. <laughs> South big <fan>? Jersey. South <laughs> Jersey.
3: We have a lot of Wawas in yeah. South Jersey. Yeah,
0: uh, yeah. We have a few. Down, we have a few here in Virginia now. By the way, just FYI. So. Let's figure out who everybody is. I'm gonna to try to do this. We got Christine Hassan sitting next to our madness. We have Darcy Reynolds from North New Jersey. Did I got that right, Darcy? Yes,
2: you did.
0: And then we got Gina Scadella from South Jersey. How you doing, guys?
3: Good. How are you?
0: So listen. Thank you all for taking the time to come on the show. Um, sometimes I, I, I know that you guys, your time is valuable, and so I, I really do appreciate you guys coming on here. Um, I know Madison was the one who put this together because she wanted to kind of talk about the new generation of real estate agents, mortgage professionals. You know, that's something that we've her and I've been kind of talking about a lot because, Madison, how many years have I been in the business? More than half your life, right? More than a, I
1: started when, before I was born.
0: Before you were born, I was actually doing loan apps. Wow.
1: So, I know. Wow. <laughs> I love wow. <laughs> wow. But that i wow.
0: keep doing it after you're gone, too, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so look, we're going to dive into different topics, different things. There's no script, guys. It's just conversations, and, and we'll just banter around our way. I want to kick this thing off with something kind of easy, but not really, because it is an open-end thing, and that's the use of social media in real estate and, and, and mortgages nowadays, right? Because it just seems like without social media, you're dead in the water. Darcy, kick me off here. Man. What, what, what do you think about your use of social media?
2: I mean, I think the best way to segue into this is that's how I met Madison. Um, it was through Instagram. And it's funny, what I love about social, it, it's a connector, you know? So we're me and Madison connected, mm-hmm. although we're both in the real estate industry. It actually wasn't real estate. It was our love for, you know, the North Jersey way, leopard print. <laughs>
0: <laughs> leopard prints. Is that what you Is there is there yeah,
1: a- leopard <laughs> really brought us together here. <laughs> I was posting leopard. She was posting leopard. And I'm like oh my God, I love your top. She's like, oh my God, your bag, Where? You <laughs> yeah. And then we're like, wait, what's up? We should go grab coffee. Yeah. And we met for coffee. And like she said, it's just the connector in okay. my opinion. Yeah.
0: Gina, where are you with social media? I mean, how often, I mean, are you using social for your business or is it more personal or to get leopard? <laughs> uh,
3: I definitely am um, using social media for my business. I actually just started connecting with the social media marketer and I definitely see a difference. You know, nowadays, our generation, everything's based off social media. So for the older generation of agents, you know, they see a change in us taking over because we're able to adapt to social media, which is, you know, the new platform to get leads, get new clients, make connections. I met Madison also through Instagram, um, you know, we had a similar connection. She commented on something of mine. I recently lost my dad and we connected because she experienced the same thing. So ever since then, it's like you you grow to connect to somebody through social media. So I definitely, social media is everything in today's world.
0: Okay. Christine, I mean, most, and I'm, I hate to say this because I feel like such an old guy, right? So I, I'm just going to Let's just kick this shit off now, yeah. <laughs> right? Because I mean, <laughs> the reality is, is most of the younger generation, including my daughter and my son, who are in their mid twenties, right, mm-hmm. left Facebook a while ago mm-hmm. because our the parents came on board Facebook, right, and we took over. Yeah, so you guys. I mean, I, I've heard both Darcy and 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 now uh, Gina say Instagram. Is Facebook something that you don't really migrate to anymore or are you still utilizing Facebook or is it more Instagram, TikTok?
4: So I run a business page through my Instagram, which is connected to Facebook. So whatever I post, whether it's a post or a story, or even if it's a reel, it'll post to Facebook from Instagram. So my main platform is Instagram. Um, but there are instances where I post on Facebook because it depends on who whose attention I'm trying to get. So if I'm looking to market to Mm -hmm. like the 55 plus community, which I've been focusing on a lot Mm -hmm. um, because I'm noticing a lot of the older folks want to move down south, Mm -hmm. um, then I would go on Facebook and I would run an ad through Facebook because they're not really on Instagram. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't, you know, shun Facebook, but I definitely use both. So
0: Madison does some fun stuff on Facebook, or or Reels, I guess, right? You do those.
4: (laughs) And TikTok. But
0: I've noticed something now, Madison, is like, you've gotten really good. Like, in the beginning, I could see there was a little bit of drag, you know what I mean? And then it's like, so I got to ask, guys, I mean, do you guys practice this stuff? Or is it just like one shot and you do it? And, I mean, walk me through this evolution, Madison. We
1: did a TikTok (laughs) together. So, actually, I... Like you said, I kind of started off where I'm like, okay, well, I know that people are doing this. I don't want to come on here and be like, hey, guys, today we're going to talk about Instagram and uh, mortgage rates. So I kind of switched it and I was like, how can I make this entertaining? And our generation is big into Instagram and video and real, like all these other little whatever you can grab someone's attention. It's no longer a picture. You need to grab their attention for a few seconds. So I'm like, okay, well, I can do that. Um, but I introduced Christina, so I went to an open house with her, and I was like, we have to record a TikTok. Like, I already had all the saved sound drafts, mm-hmm. like, that yeah. I wanted to use. She had she-
4: hundreds, hundreds. <laughs> like, she <laughs> must have been up so late at night just listening to stuff on TikTok and saving
1: them, because- That's the best. I'm like, all right, which one do you want I'm to like, use? which one? This, my idea for this, sound. this is my idea for this sound, and yeah. this is my idea for this sound, and maybe we can put, um, at the end of this, the yeah. video that we ended up doing, mm-hmm. but- we talked about cockroaches in her open house. Um, People like (laughs) lost their shit. Like it was really like, I can't explain how many people reached out to both of us. And it was, it was, how long? We took three tries and we were like, all right, screw it, post it. A little more than that because I'm like. "Eh." Well, she took more. And I was like, Christina, it doesn't matter. That's how
3: I am. That's not the point
1: too. (laughs) And that's where I think I got over it, where it's like the perfection like I'm I'm no longer aiming for perfection or like looking flawless. Like I want people to just understand that I'm doing this as I'm walking in the office at the mm-hmm. store. Um, so that's kind of where I
0: So who's using tic- who's using TikTok more than it is it, is just you, Madison? No one else raised their hand. No one so it was is, what a-
2: is killing the game, I will say. Yeah. I have, really I have a lot of video reluctance because it's not natural for me to get on and record myself talking. Yeah. Like I'm fine in person. That's always been my bread and butter. but mm-hmm. to really get my face out there on screen has really been a challenge for me. And I think, so-
0: I want to freak out a little bit, Darcy. I don't want to freak out a little bit, but you know, I you understand you're being recorded right now.
2: I know. <laughs> 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 no, it's, it's so funny, though, because this is conversational to me. This yeah, is a state I where agree. When something's more stuffy and thick, like it's, I don't know, it's been a hard hump for me to kind of overcome, okay. but. Um, I think, Madison, you've noticed, like, I've been putting my face on my story a little bit more. Yeah, it's well, I was going to
1: say, so I feel like Gina definitely can tell that, like, you've upped your marketing game because you're just putting things out there constantly. Yes. Darcy... It's like the car ride. Like, I feel like I'm literally sitting in the passenger seat of your car every day because she takes us through each and every place that she goes to each and wow. every show. I'm like, holy crap. I love the wallpaper in that house. Yeah, that one was funky, right? <laughs> so we're talking, And then yeah. Christina is really good at like advertising and putting things out there before it hits the market. So I feel like she really, you're like 50-50 where she doesn't just capture referral business in terms of like you know mortgage lenders other realtors like she's mm-hmm. really capturing the audience of clients mm-hmm. and she's giving the descriptions and you know she mm-hmm. gets big into video and um pictures
3: i'm trying to start videos and reels but it is awkward at first i mean it's like you're recording yourself and you're like oh god i don't like this one i gotta mm-hmm. do it again like i i see myself i'm doing it for like an hour but once i start i'm I feel a little more comfortable now because it does take time. Cause at first mm-hmm. you're like, this is awkward. Like, yeah. you know, you never recorded yourself and you don't like hearing yourself on video. At least I hate hearing my voice. It's mm-hmm. like, Oh God, what's going on. But yeah. it is a good way to get out there doing reels. Cause everybody rather hear something than read a paragraph. Cause you know, that's not, no one likes to read. <laughs> yeah. so,
0: I mean, Gina walk me through this. Like when you, when you're, sh- I, I, don't, I don't know I mean are we listing agents buyer agents I mean is it a combination of whatever comes your way so, I mean, so it's how-
3: definitely yeah It's definitely a combination of both. Um, I'm also, I list, I have more listings and buyers, but I also get my buyers from obviously my listings. I have open house and I'll get, you know, buyer leads from that and um, a referral base. So I work with both, but mostly it's listings. And then obviously I get my leads from my listings, which helps a lot because as we know, listings, you know, is the name of the game. You want to have a listing. So I'm grateful to have more listings and buyers.
0: So, I mean, with videos, are you doing videos of the houses and like Madison was saying about the wallpaper? And the, I mean, is that something that Darcy's the wallpaper. Darcy's the
1: wallpaper. Gina, no, Gina <laughs> has been really good at publicizing and advertising. Like, hey, this is what I have going on. Come take a walk through with yeah. me. And Darcy is more of like, like I would say Gina's is more of the professional style. Ooh, ooh. And Darcy is more of like Guys, hop in the front seat with me. Let's go for a ride. Okay. So I'm like, that's what I picked up on both of their styles, and they're both working for them. And that's what I think is so cool is that I, you can really own social media as your own.
0: I think that's the that's the positive social media. There's no right way to do it, by the way.
1: Yeah. Exactly. It's, it's the funniest that's thing.
0: That's what's was, great about it. I you got to find like, your style. You yeah, know. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was at a summit last year, and the topic was social media, right? And I was all part of one of the panelists. I was telling somebody, I said, you got a 50-year-old guy teaching 30 year olds how to do social media. That's a problem.
1: That's yeah. how I felt when yeah. <laughs> I was in college for marketing. I was sitting in these classes reading the textbook definition of Instagram. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can't teach that. You no, gotta
0: yeah. do it. So, Christina, what's your style on social media? I mean, we got we got like I guess Darcy's doing more of a let's take a ride. Mm-hmm. Gina's doing hey, you yeah. know what it
2: is? It's so challenging, and I'm sure we all can attest to this as an agent. Like every day is vastly different, and it's very hard to sit and put time aside and just create and curate content. So with someone time, like me, yeah. I'm constantly on the road. I'm constantly mm-hmm. showing. I'm constantly having these face-to-face interactions. So to keep me relevant on social, I incorporate that into my style. So something funny Madison mentioned, i got to touch on that wallpaper because I've gotten a lot of feedback on it. <laughs> I really it.
1: want to buy the house. I'm not yeah. joking. She's got the
2: coolest <laughs> 70s style. I like, go into yeah. it. Oh, no, hi. it was wild. So it's definitely a flip. It's a rehab for sure. It's a multifamily. I actually just placed an offer on it before this call. So
1: yeah, <laughs> let's
2: right, right. cross there, but uh, the first unit needs to be completely gutted, in my opinion. But it's all like straight out of the '60s. Like it looks like it was a love shack. Truly, like every wall is this funky, like pop art floral. And so, what do I do? I share that with you know, and that's how my Instagram has really built such a mm-hmm. following. It's like mm-hmm. people want to see houses. If you like houses and you're into real estate, like it's exciting. And it you, I teach while I do it as well because I'm all about like using it as an educational platform. So. Mm-hmm. I'll share something like that floral wallpaper, for instance. Like following that, it's like I want people to know this is a style trend from the 60s. So as a realtor, when you walk into a property and see these styles, you know this has not been touched since the 60s. What does that tell you about what's behind the wall? What does that tell mm. you about the utilities? You know, so it, it is important to kind of take that approach.
0: Kind of kind of scared to look behind a wall in North New Jersey. You know, you never know what you could find. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I mean, you peel back some, you know, yeah, I'm just saying, right? Yeah, Christina. <laughs> <laughs> Christina, what is your style? I mean, we we got we got Darcy, we got we got Gina. I'm trying to figure out what your style is on social media. Do you do videos? Do you do postings? Do you do memes? What do you- I
4: do a lot. I do memes. I do videos. I do um, regular posts. Um, I fortunately was able to be um, a part of a firm, a real estate firm, uh, you know, very early on into my teenage years. Um, I have family in the business. So for me, you know, I saw the way social media marketing changed during the past 10 years. Um, I've been in real estate since I was 15. I didn't have a license, obviously. Um, But as soon as I turned 17, I graduated high school. I took the class. And then when I was 18, um, I ended up getting my license. So I was able to see kind of how social media changed over, you know, the past 10 years Um, however, the way I do things now is completely different than, you know, a lot of the older agents. I kind of do a mix. I don't think there's like Madison was saying before, I don't think there's a right way to do social media. You kind of just wing it. Um, you
1: have the photographer though, that does the really good staging.
4: Oh, so no. So I use a a platform called box Brownie. Um, so I, I'm able to stage my vacant listings. So I get a lot of action on Instagram from those, um, so many people think it's real. It's so
1: funny. It's like it looks <laughs> literally like
4: yeah, it's crazy. Like really? I asked me, like, where'd you get that couch from? I'm like, um, that's fake.
1: Really?
2: <laughs> oh,
4: nice. yeah, so it's yeah. staging. It is wow. a picture from Google that was put into this room. Um, oh, <laughs> no, wow. but I do get um, I work with a lot of investors. So um, I am an investor myself. So depending on the property, um, I'm able to virtually stage them. Sometimes I stage them with real furniture, but I get a lot of uh, attention from those types of posts. Um, And then obviously, like, I'll post, like, um, polls. So, like, I'll do, like, you know, which granite looks better, which quartz countertop looks better. Let's pick a floor together. So I, like, engage the audience that I have on Instagram and Facebook through that also.
0: Okay. Um, All right. So let's take a pivot here, guys. I I know we covered social media. We probably didn't get all of it, right? I'm sure there's we could do an entire episode just on that. Right? But I don't want to spend the entire episode because, look, the market is changing. Mm -hmm. Right. Everyone, everyone's kind of hearing that. Right. I don't know Mm -hmm. what's going on in the, in the Jersey's right in the Jersey market, but um, definitely High
1: price money. it's
0: it's high price, but there, but there is a slowdown occurring feels like, and, and I'm hearing just kind of like this murmur that there's more listings popping up all of a sudden, a little bit more inventory houses sitting on the market for two weeks, three weeks without getting a contract. So is that, I mean, since you guys are new in the, in the market, I don't know how. I mean, I guess uh, Christina, you've been in since you were fifteen, so I mean, that's what four years. I don't know. I'm just
1: <laughs> well, um, I've been I've been
4: licensed for five years. All
0: right, good, good, yeah. good to know your license. But anyways, I mean,
1: we didn't just hire an illegal. Right? <laughs> I just started yesterday. She's actually an actress who painted her. that's awesome. <laughs>
0: But I mean, if this is your first rodeo of a slowdown, is this like a a scary moment in your career? Is it like, or is it it okay with you guys to get that breather? I mean, walk me through this, Gina.
3: I feel like um, I do see it's only, I've only started, it's been a full first year just last week. Um, Obviously, when I started the market. Thank you. Thank you. Obviously. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. When I started the market was insane. Like I had a listing in August and it was gone in in 24 hours. So I've definitely seen a shift lately. Um actually for example, one of my deals fell through because of I'm hearing a lot of mortgage rates are going up, you know, mm-hmm. um that's too high for us now. We can't afford it. It falls through mm-hmm. and then it sits on the market now because people assume if something comes back on the market something's you know extremely wrong with it which isn't the case Uh, a lot of deals are falling through at least from my perspective and what i hear is because mortgage rates going up and you know there's more inventory so there's more options people aren't hopping on the one and you know saying i gotta get it right now i see that a lot um you know i feel it is
2: shifting and leveling off in my opinion
0: darcy what about North, north jersey i mean what are you guys seeing
2: I'll be honest, I feel like I'm still insanely busy. I mean, like, take me back to past the past summer. Um, I feel like it was definitely much more of a wild market. Like we're talking, Mm -hmm. if you were to accompany, uh, like say you were representing someone on the buy side and you had a day full of appointments and then you threw an open house in the mix, right? People were waiting. I mean, we're talking stretching out blocks and blocks just to get into a property for an open Mm -hmm. house. Like, so I feel like for a lot of people that are newer to being a realtor, that's kind of the market that we got, you know, we got introduced to and it was really crazy. It was, it was wild, but I mean, I don't feel like business has slowed down. I do agree. I feel mm-hmm. like um, I agree with what Gene is saying um, regarding, I guess, the mortgage side of things, because we are coming up from an all time low mortgage rate. So although, you know, it's still, in my opinion, not I wouldn't say it's super yeah. high, but comparatively speaking, if you're looking back in fall and you're looking now, yeah. mortgage rates have gone up. And so people need to look at their purchase, um, you know, from a financial perspective a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. So I definitely see that panning out.
0: I mean there there was this rule, I don't know if it still works today, but it's like as the rate goes up like one percent equals like a ten percent reduction in in what the borrower qualifies for. So in, in other words, round numbers, if they qualified for a hundred thousand dollars, they should not be looking for ninety thousand dollars if it goes up one percent. So we're we're actually up almost two percent since I think December or January. Yeah. And so I know a lot of the guys that work for me, I mean Madison, you can probably attest to this. I mean, people that you pre called in January or February, you know what I mean? Also they don't qualify today, right?
1: Well, so here's the thing. I think there's a lot of ways to restructure. High interest rates don't scare me. It's the combination of we're in Jersey. Taxes are high, Mm -hmm. especially when you're not in, you know, North Jersey or South Jersey, like there's high attraction for those areas. Everyone wants to go down the shore. We call it down the shore because you're going down south. Mm-hmm. Uh, so everyone wants to go down the shore. They want to own a second summer home. They want to retire down the shore. Mm-hmm. And then up north, everyone's trying to be as close to the city as possible. But now the prices of North Jersey are matching or mimicking what it's like in New York. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then you have all these outskirts of towns that are, tr- you know, I keep hearing up and coming neighborhood like what the hell does that mean (laughs) like you're gonna buy something that's like in a piece of shit area and then be there and hope that in 20 years it up and comes like (laughs) Mm -hmm. so my whole thing with the rates being higher is finding a good lender that is able to take that and what else can we do on the back end beyond the interest rate that we have no control over to help the client feel as though they're not being shorted the, you know, the lifestyle that they want, because if you're qualified or pre-approved for 500,000, and now we're telling you, even if we're taking just Fabi's 1% rule, now all of a sudden you're telling me that I have to afford something that's like way less and probably not going to be what with not include what I want. Mm -hmm. And now I'm going to overpay for it because everyone's still overbidding. And then the tax, you know, so I think it's a combination of just, Really finding out what the client wants okay. and curating it so are not shorting them on their dream home, but how can we finance this differently? Maybe, you know, my whole new motto is... Um,
0: Oh, shoot. No, I forgot my podcast. <laughs> That's
1: your new motto. Oh, <laughs> oh shoot. I don't like it that much. It's, hey, it's um,
0: Bring I'm- it on, Madison.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Where, where's my phone? It's on my phone. I'm not, not, Washington, Washington not Washington Shit. I don't know. I don't know. Forget that. Like, It'll come about, to you. Forget,
0: forget about it. Forget about it. <laughs>
1: forget about it.
0: <laughs> Just, you know, let me ask you a question. Madison did raise a really interesting point. How do you realtors come up with these adjectives like up and coming new town and kind of make it sound like uplifting? Like you really want to live in this 1960s love shack. Trust me. <laughs> There's nothing behind the wall to see here. Move on. You know what I mean? I mean, where do you got, I mean, somebody does that for you or do you actually think of that yourself? That is. Hilarious.
2: Did you ask me
4: or Gina? Yeah, it's
0: not Christina. That's you, baby.
4: Uh, okay. Um, I'm gonna be honest, guys. I don't do my own listing descriptions.
0: Ah, oh, here we go. Here we go. Um, it's there, revealed.
4: There are times where I do um, my listing descriptions, but I'm. So, you have to be so careful nowadays, and I, I'm sure, like every realtor can agree to this. Um, you can't say certain things, so we can't say. Mm-hmm. Like master suite anymore. We can't say mother-in-law. Not mother-in-law. Mother. Mother-daughter.
0: Daughter. <laughs> yeah. Mother-in-law. I don't mother-in-law, have. Mother-in-law, but uh. <laughs> but. Um, mother-in-law suite anymore.
4: You can't say yeah. You can't say in-law. Like there's so many things you can't say anymore. So no, I just I love
0: letters, like, letters too. Really. Yeah.
4: No, it's mother-daughter. It's mother-daughter. mother-daughter. You can't mother-daughter. say mother-daughter. You
0: say like a Jack and Jill bathroom or no. Uh, i'm not sure about
4: that one um but there's so many things you can't say anymore so i just don't even bother writing my own stuff
0: (laughs) so do you pay a a service to do this like the guy who writes hallmark cards or something
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) i I pay a service
0: (laughs) (laughs) wow see madison you uncovered something here today see i've always wondered about this
1: i got my slogan (laughs) but not denied. denied
0: all right
1: yeah. I gotta remember that because if I'm gonna own that, um you I gotta, gotta
0: hashtag that. that like hashtag DB&D. Well, I saw
1: it, so I heard it on another podcast the other day. I was like, huh, I really like that because
0: you've been, been talking about another podcast. What's yeah, no,
1: thing? my old motto used to be it's not a no, it's a not right now. Mm. So I yeah. feel like with this whole mm not, we're not denying you. It's just a delay. And usually it's like, you know, everything happens for a reason. It's not Mm. because we don't want to give you a house right now, but maybe there's something that you could do for yourself that would help your situation. So combat whatever's happening in the industry or in the market. Mm -hmm. Mm. That's like a great approach
2: as a mortgage lender as well, Madison, because it's a lot of times people just Mm -hmm. don't know what they don't know. And it's you. They're afraid to talk to me because
1: because they think I'm good. Everyone's afraid of rejection. Mm -hmm. everyone, Mm -hmm. like not one person that I could sit here and, you know, say like, oh, yeah, I love rejection. Rejection excites me. Like, no, it's a really scary feeling to put yourself out there and be vulnerable. So what I'm trying to help a lot of people, especially first time homebuyers is, hey, I'm not adding a mortgage to your credit. You know, we're pulling credit, but everyone's like, oh, what's it going to do to my credit? What are you saving your credit for? Let's see where you're at. Let's analyze your finances Let's get an idea of what you can afford right now based on the market. And then let's get a game plan going of here's what I could do in the next three to six to nine months that will all of a sudden help me afford more. But not only just afford more, it'll help me be in a better overall financial picture. I'll give you one example. I have a client that's closing this week. It was an FHA client. He had, you know, not the greatest credit and I was able to boost his credit by sixty points and get him conventional right wow. at the last week yeah. of closing.
0: Wow! 60 and points.
1: He's looking at me like I'm the freaking mortgage magician, and I'm like, <laughs> no, it was just a matter of you know restructuring your finances. And Magic Madison. that's name. <laughs> <exaggerating laughs> yeah. yeah. I
0: like that. Yeah. So Magic madness. Magic Mad- madness. Ooh, yeah. that's nice. I like, I like that. that. I like that. Darcy, what's the craziest borrower you've seen in, in in your in your career so far? Like some crazy ass borrower, like I wish I never met that guy or girl before.
2: A crazy borrower. Yeah, borrower client.
0: I, client, I, client. I mean, I'm I was gonna say borrower. I
2: can't talk about know, borrower. <laughs> you'll you'll get steam coming out of my ears. <laughs> People don't realize, like, I always explain a real estate transaction to like a first time buyer, for example. Uh It's almost like a relay race where you're holding a baton and at different stages, you pass it off. So you need to have a really strong team where, you know, you need to have a good realtor, you need to have a good attorney, you need to have a good lender, you Mm -hmm. need to know your home inspector, like, So I think that there's a lot to be said about that when you talk about, you know, if you're going to ask who's the best lender, you know, some lending stories. I love working with partners that I've done business with and I'm familiar with just because Madison knows, like you got a style with them, you got a groove and you trust them and you can do great business with them too. So
0: like I had to borrow years ago, I'll never forget this As long as I live, literally call the the Mercedes dealer calls me and says, Hey, Fab, We have a mutual borrower or client, and could you please fax me his tax returns? By the way, fax and tax returns, right? So fax me your tax returns. Like, what are you talking about? He goes, yeah, the guy's here to buy a Mercedes, and he said you have his tax returns for two years. He hasn't closed on his loan yet. He can't buy a Mercedes with an $800 car payment.
2: Well, you bring up a good point. Talk about—I have stories I could write a novel. I'm sure we all could. But someone I was about to close with accidentally financed an air fryer on Amazon the week prior or two air weeks. Air fryer? Prior. An air fryer. Accidental. Yeah,
1: it's, like, it's like crazy stuff what like they on that like, it's like, yeah. like five dollars
2: <laughs> what I'm saying it's like it's little stuff and little nuances you would never even imagine
1: that we no.
0: <laughs> dealt with or gone you no. can't
1: make this so Gina,
0: I mean you, you you just celebrated a year a week ago right? so in recognition of your one year, I mean yeah. this client you've had so far. I mean, you got to have a pretty fresh no name, a name or
1: drop or anything. No
0: name dropping, no no locations that where you're dropping. Okay.
3: My craziest client. Um, I've definitely, it was a buyer. Uh, we all know buyers could have you running around and all of a sudden go MIA on you. Oh, wow. And I would say I showed these people. Um, over a hundred homes and now they have went MIA. So that's definitely, it was a loss either way, if we did get something, but like you said, our time is really valuable and a a hundred homes shown was a waste, not a way, you know, it is valuable because we don't get paid until we close something. So those times I was showing, I could have been marketing, making video, getting other leads. So it's, it's a loss, you know? So that was like the craziest Clients so far, and it's frust- it gets frustrating. A lot of people don't realize that you know you don't get paid until you close something. Mm-hmm. Christina,
0: are you putting people in your car still, or do, you do virtual showings?
4: Uh Madison knows. I have. I have to be careful what I say. <laughs> uh, I have a lot of We all do. <laughs> um, yeah. I've been seeing a lot of people around in my car. Believe it or not, um, she's got a nice car. I have a lot of clients from the city. I, I'm actually. I was just telling Madison. I'm booked out every single weekend until the end of July with out-of-state clients. Um, So obviously they don't have a car. So, um, you know, I provide them transportation. So it's either I drive them or if it's a large family, I'll get them a car service. Um, I don't usually, I'm sorry, what? You'll
0: get them a car service?
4: Yeah, so like I just did that like a month or two ago. Um, We're actually under contract now. Um, So they'll be closing hopefully next week. We've had some appraisal issues. Um, Love those. which I haven't had an appraisal issue in like three or four years, which is crazy, but it, it's my buyer. It's not my listing. Um, which is nuts because I thought it was priced correctly. Um, but appraiser said otherwise. <laughs> so, um, it actually under appraised by like 60,000.
0: Okay. Wow. So, so it,
4: that just goes to show. And it really depends on the town. But yeah, yeah I'm still taking people mm-hmm. in my car. And this was the one couple.
0: <laughs> so, I mean, with the price of gas and everything, guys, I mean, you know, I, I don't know what it is in Jersey. We're almost up oh a- next here in DC, right?
1: You want to hear a crazy <laughs> thing about gas? They're trying to pass a law right now that, you know, Jersey, we don't pump our own gas, right? Bobby? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, They're trying to pass a law right now that we're going to have to start pumping our own gas. And they think that that's going to bring down the price of gas. And everyone's like, no, gas is expensive across the, the United States. This is a lot. Like they're just saying this so that you basically sign the petition, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden we're going to be pumping our own gas, and it's going to be the same cost. Someone's going to have it's to make it. Use up- <laughs> up- yeah,
3: up- yeah. Because <laughs> I have no idea.
1: Jersey forever. I want. I don't want to ever put my gas. Mm-hmm. I don't no. Want to my
2: gas.
3: Wow.
0: Wow. So that's yeah, a, that's how a would big that would help
1: the prices.
3: Like
0: there
2: would definitely be a learning curve there for a lot of people. Yeah. Hundred oh, <laughs> percent. And I was
0: like. No, because no. yeah, you got to know like which side to pull up on, right? Like if your car, if your gas things on the left or the right, and if you got a rental car, like I get a lot of times, I pull up, I'm like shit. So on the other <laughs> side, I got to get back in and turn it back around. You know, yeah, I mean
2: that's the least of our concerns. How do yeah, you yeah. The down, right? press uh, the thing.
1: Like, we're <laughs> like <laughs> we walk around to the other side, they be like, no, 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 move your car. We'll just walk. Yeah. <laughs>
4: <laughs> or they go like this, making you turn
0: around. I hate that. So okay. Gina, I mean, if you're driving a bunch of like you, you showed a hundred houses, I mean that's over,
3: I would say like a six month period. So it wasn't like in one month, but still I was using, they were driving their own car and I was using my car, but thank God the gas prices about six months ago were a little less than it is right now, because when I can't even, you know, with real estate, you're driving all over the place. You could Uh be 30 minutes away, um, like yesterday, and then you have to go back there again today and you can't tell your client, no, sorry, that's our job. So we have to go down there, go back and forth and Unfortunately, gas prices. I always say I'm gonna start riding a bicycle. I've heard that too. People are like I us yeah. start riding a bicycle. Has anybody
0: seen the movie Napoleon Dynamite? Anybody seen Napoleon? I love Napoleon Dynamite, where he's pulling his butt his buddy on the roller skates on with a bicycle. <laughs> yeah. That's <what> really <laughs> the real Rivers with their like, here's some skates, hang on yeah, to the road, yeah. yeah the I saw time. that
3: meme. I saw it. Yeah. <laughs> I think someone made that. Uh-huh. So yeah, I love
0: actually- that.
2: I'm actually curious. So I am on a team as an agent, you could either be a solo agent, or you could be on a team. So I really leverage my team a lot when it comes to showings. And I'm curious with Gina and Christina, like, are you guys solo? Or are you uh, working on a team?
4: So I did have a team. um, But I switched uh, kind of like platforms with, with my company on like what I wanted to do. Mm. Um, so right now I'm looking for a new assistant. Um, I did have a buyer's agent. It didn't work out. Um, so right now I'm kind of just, you know, if I get a lead and I know I can't handle it, I call another agent in my office who I know is less busy or could really use, you know, the experience. And I, give them the lead and I offer them, you know, uh, I, I, I asked for a referral of course, but you know, it's just, uh, there's a lot to handle, especially when, you know, as, as you get like more experience, I guess, mm-hmm. you, um, start signing up for like platforms where you receive leads and you're paying for them. So I'd hate to see those go to waste. So I really just leverage the people in my office. Um, and everyone kind of does the same. Uh, we only have like one large team in my office. So, um, you know, I just leverage everyone in my office. I'm like, here, here's a lead. Go take it. Run with it. Talk to yeah. you. But like, we have a phone call at three o'clock with a lead that I um, actually gave to someone in my office.
1: Yeah. I so, called her. I was like, hey, can you do this? And she was like, I have someone better. So yeah. that's how. <laughs> oh, that
4: what's, what's,
0: the, what's the benefit of working on a team, Christina?
4: Um, well, I was the team leader, so I never worked on a team. I always okay. was solo. solo. You kind of
0: built your own team around you.
4: I did. I don't have a team anymore. I'm looking to grow it again. Um, yeah. But the benefit for someone who's like at the top of the pyramid in a team is you kind of have people helping you out. Um, so it kind of, it's like, you know, one mouth feeds the other. Like everyone's benefiting from this one client, you know, hey, you go open the store for me, you know, do the inspections, I'll handle the paperwork and we'll split it. Like that's, I guess, like kind of like what a team is. Um, but I would never know like, how it is to be on a team because I was never on a team. I ran a team.
0: Got yeah. it. So Darcy, I, I mean, you're, you're on a team, right?
2: Yeah, I could definitely speak to that. So a little background on me, like I've been in real estate for around five years prior to this. Um, Madison knows this story, actually. Oh, I was I'm working sorry. in Manhattan for a commercial real estate firm. And then as we're all aware during COVID, you know, commercial real estate took a bit of a hit mm-hmm. and they did a mass layoff. I was included in that number, which at the time really, really did a number on me. Looking back, complete blessing in disguise because it really allowed me to pivot over to residential, which is something, truth be told, like coming from corporate, I don't think it's something I would have really had the courage to do. Um, So when I started, I really had to learn everything from scratch, you know, and I could not imagine I give people so much credit for starting in this industry and being like a solo agent starting. I knew I needed a team. I needed the mm. team for to help with lead gen. I needed it to help build testimonials, build credibility in the industry. So I know we can't talk numbers here, but I can attest if it wasn't for being on my team, which is Streamline properties on market um, run by Jonathan Green, like I really just could not imagine, uh, you know, scaling the way that I was able to. So if you're not on a team, I mean, I think it's important to at least have that idea that to really build wealth you have to leverage either systems or other people to get there you know
0: Gina, i don't want to leave you out of this conversation i mean team solo you're driving 100 miles i mean yeah
2: i'm driving more than a 100 miles but
3: i am solo um okay. i started off i'm a, i only started off when I was 19 so it definitely was like you know what's the next step after you pass your exam you're like Okay, what's next? So mm-hmm. I decided I didn't want to go on a team only because I feel like you can't get your name out there as much as you can when you're solo. So mm-hmm. I really was, you know, big on marketing myself. So that's the what reason why um, I did go solo. But I did have a mentor. She took me under uh, her wings, showed me the ropes um, in the beginning, and then. I grew up my whole life um, in Tom's River, so uh, I have a lot of connections here. So I've made a great referral. I ha- I'm really uh, blessed to have people who pass my name along, a well-known contractor, an attorney. So I've definitely been lucky with getting leads like that as well. So which is why I don't have to, you know, go to a team, have a, yeah. you know, my cup be a little smaller. So right now, I hope to have a team one day because you know, I'm at the point where I might need to hire an assistant because I'm overwhelmed with work, but I love it. So yeah. I really do like being on my own right now.
0: Yeah. I mean, there, there's pros and cons on both sides, right? I mean, there's, there's, yeah. you got to find what works for you. Once again, kind of going back to social media, you know what I mean, you got to find what, what fits your personality. Do you fit in a team mode? Do you work in a better in a solo mode? Do you, are you better mm-hmm. as, as a team lead? Uh, Cause I can, yeah. you know, Oh, flipping on the mortgage side i mean madison i mean you're part of a team right or you're am i wrong or right yeah,
1: so i have i'm i mean we're all independent but we are a very tight-knit branch so it's me and then we have four other producing loan officers we just hired um a promoter is his official job title promoter? he's actually yes yeah, so we're like what are you gonna go to the clubs for us yeah like, you know, <laughs> with the service, on. but um so he is actually he wants to take the track of being a loan officer but he's still kind of prepping for his test and transitioning out of um, his other sales jobs so what he's doing for us which i think is i'm excited it's going to be super helpful it's kind of in the works right now but he's going to be calling all of our past clients for us because what i have a really difficult time with is balancing new business that, you know, like I have three calls for pre approvals today, but then I have, you know, a whole task list of things that I'm working on for conditions for clients that are closing in May. Then I have clients who I'm supposed to reach out to that wanted to wait. And I'm like, don't wait any longer. Um, you know, so I'm trying to stay on top of all this like new old and current business. So he's essentially going to take our old business for us or anything that we've closed and do like a, Happy anniversary! One yeah. year. In the um, house. It was like
0: a human CRM.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like a real life CRM. Well, hold on,
0: let me get this straight. So we've gone from an automated CRM to a human CRM.
1: We d- and we have the automated CRM, but where I feel like it loses is like kind of what we're talking about with social media. Like, I don't want like a cold call from someone in Annie corporate. Okay. I want to hear from someone that's like working directly in our branch and one thing that I'll say with me that's very different than I think realtors I only worked remotely during COVID for March, like middle like when it when everyone had to leave their office in March April and I was back right after Memorial Day weekend so for me like being in the office and having our whole like close-knit group in the office is extremely beneficial for me especially because just like you know besides Christina, like we're all newer in the industry in terms of like residential. So I think it was really important for me to also have that mentorship similar to a team, Um, but we are considered independent. But as you know, too, I was a loan partner for two years prior to just going out on my own. So I was working directly under two other lenders, similar to a mentor, just so that I didn't feel like, okay, pass your test. Have fun. No sales experience. Like, no idea what I'm doing. So, yeah. yeah, I think it's important for everyone to find their style and what works best for them, especially because we're all self-employed.
0: Yeah, guys, I, I, we're kind of getting get to the end of the show here. We got about ten more minutes if we can pull it off, right? But, uh, quick question. I mean, there's a certain amount of anxiety that I've heard from realtors when they when they do an open house. Now, obviously, we haven't experienced that yet because, like, like I think Darcy was talking about the, how crazy the lines were, right? Um, but I mean, is there like this anxiety that, that when you guys are putting in a contract, like your buyer's going to get it or not get it? Is, like I'm I'll sure. Say,
2: that- yeah, I could, I think I could kind of answer that. Like when I think what separates, cause like we keep talking about whether it's social, how we run our business, everyone has different styles. Um, Love letters used to be a really big thing right in the industry where if a buyer wanted to purchase a property, they would write this really cute letter, put pictures in it, Mm -hmm. really try to pull the emotional heartstrings of the seller. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times we can't do that anymore because of biases or going back to that whole ethical discussion. So I think what I've done that kind of helps me stand out when it comes to offer placing is I always call the listing agent like every single listing agent I've ever or any house I've ever offered on, like I try to build that co-agent relationship on day one, which we all know in long-term helps you tremendously in the industry. Um, I also structure my offers in a way that the first paragraph very lightly kind of pulls in, like all those, you know, the heartstring tugging a little bit, personalizing it to my clients in a way though that couldn't jeopardize, you know, them possibly winning the property. Um, Through taking that approach, I feel like I've won offers, not even being like, the highest bid, if that makes sense, just mm-hmm. because of the way that my offer was presented. So I think that that's something that's helped me, at least in that stage of the game.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, I think everything helps. But I mean, Gina, I mean, when you're putting in these offers, I mean, I heard, I mean, and obviously I'm not on the on the agent side, right? But I mean, you guys are putting in offers and they were getting turned down because somebody else was putting, instead of 20% down, somebody else is offering 50% down. Somebody's doing cash deals. Somebody's doing no inspections. I mean, how was how that during that crazy moment?
3: It definitely is discouraging too for clients. If we do run into a scenario like this, which is no, and normal in today's market, you run into cash buyers, you run into someone bidding $50,000 over, waiving appraisal. So, you know, we can only put so much for our clients. Like, you know, she was saying, I'm going to piggyback off that. Like you have to word it in a, you know, a way that's going to fit their needs, but also help them win this bid although they might not be the highest, you have to put that verbiage in there to, you know, have them go towards your client. And actually still in South Jersey over here, um, a lot of uh, sellers still allow sometimes love letters. So actually my latest, my latest buyer, we had some luck with that. You know, they introduced themselves, um, you know, just thank you for allowing us to see your home and just to give a little background of them. Nothing like, you know, a pity story that we lost steals or whatever, like, you know, just a little introduction and thank you for, you know, showing your home. And that definitely uh, helped us with this one. So they got their offer accepted. So it was great. Yeah. Christina, yeah. on
0: the listing side. I mean, when you get all these contracts or when you were getting, all I don't know where it is today. Right. But mm-hmm. when you get like a gazillion contracts and offers on, on one property, how are you going to tell the buyer, your, your client, like, Hey, this is the best contract to go with
4: so it really depends on the area so i'm noticing uh i've been getting a lot of new listings actually um in all different counties um up north um but basically when i like i can tell you like i had a listing last year i had 37 offers on this house Jesus. Um, one of them was 125 thousand hundred and twenty-five thousand over um they waived appraisal um i'm trying to think of what else they did they waived a lot of things. Any um, big
0: goods? I am always big on big goods if they give like no, no, no.
4: But uh, their- I did have an offer last year where they offered to buy us pizza at the
0: closing. Now we got a winner. We got a winner. Yeah, well, we actually <laughs> did Shit. accept
4: that one, but that's not the one that went a <laughs> okay, So getting back <laughs> it was to was her good. about um, that's why the
0: show's called Laugh, Lind, and Eat. It yeah, like right.
4: No, it is. (laughs) Laugh, and eat, and madness. And madness. Yeah.
0: yeah.
4: Um, But anyway, getting back to my story, um, we actually didn't end up accepting that offer because it just, uh, like Gina was saying, the way you present your offers is so important. Like, if you don't call me, you don't make an appointment to see the house. um, You're just making an offer sight unseen. I don't want that offer because what if your client, I'm telling my client, oh my gosh, this is the best offer. We're going to take it. But they've never seen the house the listing agent of the buyer's agent never called me there's Mm -hmm. no communication she just writes please see attached he or she writes please see attached offer for you know subject property no
3: Hmm.
4: so we actually accepted something that was sixty thousand less wow and i got a call from the uh previous buyer's agent who presented me an offer that was 100k over and she said um you know christina we actually ended up going to see the house and my clients didn't even like it anyway
2: unreal so, you were so right.
4: it really yeah. just it, it you know it's it depends on every situation on how i present my offers but you know the bet the highest offer isn't always the best
0: offer but i mean your borrowers or your, your buyers or, or sellers got to be saying christina I want the highest price for my house
4: mm-hmm. well you you the i mean you
0: got I mean, <laughs> Appraisal and
4: show me that those proof of funds, and then we'll we'll think about it. But most of the time, you're not even getting proof of funds with, you know, your appraisal gaps or appraisal waivers, and that's something I actually require um, in the listing uh, in my listing um, Mm -hmm. on the NJ MLS or Garden State MLS. Mm -hmm. I always say, you know, if you're going to be including an appraisal waiver. You know i want to see or an appraisal gap even i want to see proof of funds because you're going to get halfway through the deal you know you think you're accepting something that's 50k over whatever it is you're going to get halfway through the deal the appraiser comes in what if it appraises for list price well now where's the buyer's money yeah,
0: yeah.
3: so mm-hmm.
4: i i don't always think the best the highest offer is the best offer and I definitely in, agree in a situation that you know they do provide everything um I'm definitely calling that agent if they haven't called me and I want to know a little bit about their client, mm-hmm. are they in a rush, you know, what's their situation? You know, you it depends on the house, it depends on the deal, um depends on the purchase price too. Um you know, I'm noticing a lot in like anywhere from like 800 above, you're getting a lot of um lease backs which I haven't seen in a while, especially in last year's market. It was like unheard of, like no one wanted to lease back. You had to be out of your place in 45 days or you're not getting that deal. Um, So like I said, it really just depends on, on which market we're talking about, but
0: that is interesting though. I mean, because, I mean, you guys have got this down to, I mean, where I'm, I'm just thinking in my head like 37 offers. If I saw 37 offers on, on one of my properties. I printed them out. I printed them all out. laid <laughs> it out on the table. I did. Guys, I mean, help me out. You got to present every offer to your client, right? Correct. Yeah, forget, legally. Like, forget these 10 on the bottom. I'm just going to show 27 of them.
4: Sometimes right? we have to have our clients acknowledge them and sign them with mm-hmm. timestamps and send it back to the buyer's agent. That's how competitive it was last year, and actually, mm. some sometimes this year too.
0: Yeah, yes. Yeah. So, I mean, to me, I mean, the, the the I know I got this one deal right now where one of my loan officers is doing where the house is not going to be ready till August or September, and the builder wants a commitment letter today or last week, right? Mm-hmm. I'm like, you understand the commitment letter is going to expire by the time this yeah. house is ready. Yeah. I mean, if they screw up their credit, if they get laid off, there's no commitment to lend now, and but they're like, no, we're not going to build the house till we have a commitment letter from your company. Wow. It's insane, man. I mean, it's like insanity at its highest level. So, guys, we are wrapping it up. It is 48 minutes. John, I don't know if you're still there. I want to thank you guys for taking the time out to be on Laughing and Need with Madness. <laughs> she got a leopard. Skin got her oh, her yes.
1: Yeah, I don't know
0: what happened to Gina. She got a little oh. excited to run away real quick.
3: I'm right here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyway, once again, thank you all for being on the show. I wish you guys much success in this industry. Thank I know you. it's been thank awesome. You. Thank you. And uh, let's let's get out of here. JP, get me out. We hope you enjoyed this
3: edition of Laugh, Lend, and Eat the podcast. You can now enjoy Fobby's article, Laugh Lend, and Eat featured in The Vision magazine. Please be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel, where each month, we are giving away some swag for our lucky listener to show off. Thank you to our sponsors for their continued support, First Option Mortgage,
2: and One Good One Recruiting. And remember, you have to be something, so be kind.